My name is Jacob Stoops. And I'm Jeff Luella. And you're listening to the Page Two Podcast. This is our podcast about the people of the SEO industry. We chronicle the real life stories, experiences, challenges, and advice from some of the most amazing people in the business. In this week's episode, we talk with Morty Oberstein, liaison to the SEO community for Wix. We talk about his background as a teacher, why he decided to get out of the education field, and how he got his start in digital marketing. We go into how he landed the job at Rank Ranger and his evolution from marketing and content manager to CMO. We also discuss what was behind his decision to move on and become the SEO community liaison at Wix and how he is managing to juggle leading and contributing to three different podcasts. For our core topic, we talk, guess what, Wix SEO. We tackle why Wix seems to get a bad rap in the SEO community and touch on key features and capabilities. Finally, we answer Twitter questions of the week and award some more Page 2 Podcast merchandise. So get your popcorn ready as we tell Morty's SEO story and have another great roundtable discussion. Hey everybody, this is Jacob Stoops, and we are back with episode 68 of the Page 2 podcast. And if you don't know me, I am an SEO director at Search Discovery, uh, and I am joined by my jolly co-host, Mr. Jeff Luella, senior technical SEO at the Wirecutter. I feel like I'm supposed to go like, ho, ho, ho now, but it's yeah, a man. howdy. Well, hey. you know what? I should have done that when we were doing Christmas related episodes, yeah, but it's a, a little, we're in, we're into March. I am in the same shape as Santa. I'll say that. So there you go. <laughs> same, same shape. Uh, so wanted to bring up uh, an interesting, interesting observation that Jeff brought to, brought to my attention. And for those of, for those of you listening, I'm going to actually share it on the screen because we do both uh, both YouTube and audio, uh, but the page two podcast was included uh, in the SEO video show, and I'm bringing it up on bringing it up on screen now. I'm making a really dumb dumb looking face, but uh, but Jeff, uh, yeah, Jeff it looks and like Jeff, I'm doing the pledge of allegiance. Yeah, Jeff and Jeff look uh, look pretty pretty smart, but yeah, we were, and you can and you can see I'm just playing a little audio. So I did not know that the SEO video show was a show based around kind of pulling in clips from all of the best SEO uh, SEO conversations. And it's Jeff like pointed soup. that out to me. Uh, and it's a guy named uh, Paul Andre Devira. And I've told Paul, if you're listening, one, thank you for pulling us in. We really appreciate it. You're, you, his channel's got a, a pretty good um, subscriber base. So it's always nice to get the, uh, get the exposure. He's got uh, and amazing two, hair. He's got amazing, amazing hair. And three, just thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, just the 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 opportunity. It was really cool to uh, to to just to see our clip kind of kind of pulled in. You know, we know we talked last episode uh, about all of the kind of hard work that goes into the audio audio editing and the video editing. Now that we're kind of on YouTube, uh, and it's yeah. really cool when you see your work actually kind of pulled in somewhere somewhere else so i just wanted to um to say thank you yeah and if any of those subscribers want to subscribe to our channel it would help us beat my 10 year old daughter's channel who has three times the amount yeah, of we've, subscribers as we have right now we've been holding at 
yeah, it used to be double. Now it's three times. We've been holding strong at 47 subscribers, right? So it seems like no matter how much we plug yeah. it here, by the way, like and subscribe, please. We're 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 now desperately pleading. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna go. I, I don't know if that's gonna yeah. go anywhere. I just I, I hit our tipping. My daughter, my daughter had a competition on her channel and had like 10 entrants, like people enter her competition, and I'm just like what the heck? Like, I feel like we're pulling teeth to, sometimes to get like questions and things like that. And she put out like fill in, she drew a dragon and they had a color it in and she yeah. was going to pick the best one and feature it on her channel. And she had 10 entrances and she's letting it go for like another week. But I was like, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. good for her. Apparently nobody wants to see us, Jeff. I think they're just yeah. the, our audience. They like listening to us, but I don't yeah. think that they actually want to see our face. So... <laughs> I think uh, message, message received. We get it. So we'll stop asking. <laughs> um, one of the other things that we have, a, we actually have a really great, uh, great show uh, today. And if you're watching, you can see that I'm wearing uh, a certain hat, which I will probably take off because uh, it is making my head sweat. Uh, but I had to wear it in honor of today's guest. So let's go ahead and bring our guest on uh, for today, uh, Mr. Morty Oberstein, the SEO liaison, uh, to all of us from Wix and noted Steelers fan. I'm surprised you introduced me as Wix first and Steelers fan second. I would like to be introduced as Steelers fan first and Wix second, but thank you. Thank you for having me on. As a Browns fan, I, I could never, uh, even though the Steelers have been have been first in the rankings for probably the last 20 to 30 years, in my heart, they're never first. Ouch. I just, I'm sorry. I hurt myself. <laughs> my, 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 my ring for my thumb just kind of give me yeah. a cramp. Sorry yeah, about that. All of those, all of those, all of those rings. So as a Browns, as a Browns fan, uh, I have to be honest, it has been pure, pure misery. And I'm going to stop sharing my screen, <laughs> screen for a second. <laughs> uh, as a Browns fan, it has been pure misery uh, to watch the Browns play everybody, but especially the Steelers. <laughs> Until this season, and, and if you don't listen to football, like, okay, go ahead and fast forward. I'm going to do a little football talk. Uh, if you don't, uh, it, until this season, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, for, for those that don't know him, is the quarterback of the Steelers. He's been there since 2004, so about 16, uh, 17 years now. He Crazy. was the winningest quarterback in Cleveland Browns Stadium. He's the quarterback for the damn Steelers until this year, which is pathetic. Uh, so pathetic, awesome. but this year I will say was the first year in a long time that the Browns finally have come out on top. And I, uh, Morty and I have gone back on, uh, gone back and forth on Twitter a couple of times. Uh, and so without actually communicating, he showed up in his Steelers jersey and I showed that's up right. in my Browns hat. Uh, and we realized <laughs> like that's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, listen. Two professional social media trolls right here in real right. life now trolling each other. By the way, you win one damn game. All right, take it easy. Let's not, uh, yeah, it's like we get ahead of ourselves. Hey, we don't, uh, wins for the Browns come around like once or <laughs> twice a year. So, like, and, and I've been losing for 20 years. So, people are just going to have to forgive me if I enjoy this one for a little bit. No, 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 you deserve it. Off season. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, for real. The Browns are really good. I'm actually, yeah. I will admit, I am more worried about our own future with our uh, old man quarterback than I am your future. Yeah. 
Got uh, Mr. Baker Mayfield fresh off of seeing uh, UFOs yesterday, if you haven't seen that story. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, he, yeah. he had time to see UFOs between progressive commercials? I, hey, I love his his progressive commercials. Say what you will about him. They're damn funny. <laughs> they are funny. Love they are his funny. Progressive He's not my favorite player. Yeah. He's not my favorite player. He is, I think, uh, well, he, he may or may not be my my favorite player. I, don't get me wrong. I love me some Baker Mayfield because I just love how brash he is and uh, the leadership that he brings. But probably my favorite player on the team as it stands currently would be Nick Chubb. Oh, because nice. the guy just, he Georgia does his alum. job. He does it well. True. Georgia, Georgia alum. He's a beast. And the guy never talks, <laughs> right? right? He doesn't want right. any credit for anything. He's very, just very quiet and unassuming. And by the way, he's like the best running back in the NFL. And he's he really doesn't good. care. He's really See, good. My favorite player is Miles Garrett on the Browns. Yeah. He yeah, loves dinosaurs. He almost, he almost did us the favor of taking out... Um, Oh my gosh! It's like my tip of my tongue. Mason, my, Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Oh <laughs> gosh! Yeah, that, that was a, like a brick. So M- Morty, do you ha- do you have kids by chance? I have four boys who I call the fearsome foursome. Okay, yeah. So you've almost got an offensive line. Hey, uh, yeah, right? uh, let me tell you, m- my son just got into watching football, and he's 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 a fanatic now. Like he's nice. the definition of fan. Uh, just got into watching football probably last year. And like now he's a crazy football fan. Let me tell you how hard it was to explain how to a little kid, how somebody like Miles Garrett, who also is the most unassuming uh, yes. person in the world, just went off the rails and to explain like it's still OK to like Miles. But what he did it literally almost killing poor Mason Rudolph, who I'm sure was culpable. And, and, and I say that knowing that he was probably culpable. He just wasn't caught. Uh, but you still can't like justify taking a, a helmet and physically swinging it at some somebody. So like as a new football fan, my kids coming to me going like, daddy, what that, what happened? Happened. And I'm like, <laughs> how do I, how do I explain this to somebody who just started watching football this year? It's almost as bad as my uh, when I have nine-year-old twins. So my wife is from Baltimore, and my mother-in-law Ooh. is a exactly. <laughs> she can my mother-in-law convince one of my nine-year-old twins to be a Ravens fan. Yeah. So nice. I'll, I'll sit there and watch games, and he'll be like rubbing it in, like, "Oh, hey, look what happened, huh? Check that yeah. out!" I'm like, "Come on, man, it's ridiculous." Yeah, it's my my uh, in-laws are all uh, Bengals fans, so oh, a little well. little bit. They 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 like to think that it's funny uh when my kids were babies to dress them up in a bangles onesie and send me <laughs> pictures to taunt me <laughs> and i told i literally had to like seriously tell them if you send that home i will throw it away <laughs> i just want you to know like you know you're bad when you feel threatened by the bangles yes I, exactly, right. well, yeah, exactly. yes there is there is that so yes the bangles have been very threatening i guess mediocrity is better than what the browns put out there <laughs> Yeah, we went 0 and 16 and then 1 and 15 in subsequent years. We got yeah, one I'm win a, in two years, a couple of I'm years. Washington, we're not, we're not far away from fan. that. Yeah. Yeah, the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we make the playoffs at, you know, with seven wins. That's how great yeah. we are. So, so hey. I know I know everybody wants to hear us talk football. And maybe like Morty, you've got like 18 podcasts. So maybe we should just right. start a football right. an SEO football podcast. Cause I could literally talk football all day. But I know our listeners. <laughs> 
many of them probably don't care about football as much as uh, as much as we do. So I think we owe it to them to to move on. Uh, okay. My job on this podcast is to be the the, the one who moves things <laughs> moves mm-hmm. things along. Um, Anyways, as we move things along, before we kind of jump into the episode, on a a bit of a serious note, um, we want to make sure that we continue uh, to promote uh, Hamlet Batista and the uh, the GoFundMe efforts. So now granted, it has certainly slowed down, but the the effort uh, by the search community, and I'm assuming also people outside of the search community, uh, to, to raise money in the event of his passing, it is his family's time of time of need so i would implore you uh if you have the means to do so please donate to hamlet he was an amazing influence uh on the industry we will probably continue to promote this until it either closes or to the end of the season but we will talk about hamlet who was a guest on on this show earlier this season maybe until we decide to to end the podcast that is how impactful he was as a thought leader in the community and that is the the impact that he had on us just in our brief uh interactions with him uh he was such a such a nice guy uh and quite honestly hearing of his passing uh now uh, a couple of months ago it was a shock uh total shock man it was it was you know completely unexpected and incredibly uh incredibly un- unfortunate uh not just for the search community but you know for a family uh to lose a father um there's really not uh not too much that, that i can say like that's just never going to be okay uh for in their family again that's going to be a giant uh, a giant void so if you have the means to to do so uh, please, uh, please help them in their time of need. Now, like I said, the search community has already raised uh, $63,000 out of a $100,000 goal. So that is an amazing, uh, an amazing life raft, but even $63,000 will not make up for the void uh, that is going to be uh, left behind uh, by his passing. So I know that uh, I'm trying to put eloquent words to a really shitty situation, uh, and I'm going to continue to try to put those eloquent words to this shitty, sh- shitty situation. Um, but I'm probably not even doing it justice. I know that there are a lot of people that uh, were a lot closer uh, to Hamlet than we were. Uh, and I know that they're probably hurting uh, a lot more. So we just want to continue to to bring that up and bring it forward. The other thing that we want to bring forward, and again, we're showing it up on screen, uh, you know, for those of you that are uh, watching on YouTube, uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, we want to promote his company, Rank Sense, right? So uh, there have been uh, probably now uh, two to three demos that have been available uh, to kind of a, a group of SEOs who had expressed interest. Uh, and I would encourage everybody uh, who is listening, give this product a try, right? If you're on the agency side, especially your biggest problem is implementation, right? Uh, and that is actually the value proposition of this tool, right? If you have implementation problems, this tool is a way to get around get around that. Or if you're working with developers who need you to prove something out with data before they will take the time to implement it, this tool is a way around it. It will hook onto your system. It works out on the cloud. So they use Cloudflare uh, and they uh, had been working on a connector with Akamai as well because there are a lot of sites that use Akamai as a CDN. So it works out on the CDN level and it allows you to make changes to your website via their meta CMS. It is as simple as you plug something into a Google data sheet and 
anything that you want to change on site, like a page title, a meta description, injecting copy, uh, if you want to inject uh, schema, uh, there's the opportunity to do this through uh, their meta CMS. It's really, really powerful. And also what it's going to pull in through the analytics that the, that the site offers is it's going to pull in search console data and it's going to show you the net gain uh, and the net result of what happened once you've made that change. So very powerful. Uh, and for those that know Hamlet also, uh, he was obviously almost the founder of the Python, Python community. He was a huge, huge Python advocate and they have been working on something behind the scenes. Uh, and, and this company is also all about automation, right? So they've been working behind the scenes using uh, a combination of Python machine learning and probably some other like crazy twisted programming and magic that I'm not even aware of to create a tool that would, will allow you to automatically create snippets. Uh, and what I mean by that uh, is to create copy based on the content of your web page uh, to, you know, in a second, uh, or not a second, that's probably a bad way to describe it, in a day or so, plug in 900 URLs and have a machine automatically generate snippets for you. For example, if you wanted to do uh, a bulk meta description update, or if, you're, if your site doesn't have uh, a, a copy block, but you've got a good, uh, a good product description, there are all kinds of different use cases where uh, this tool will help you speed that process up, right? It will take a human, I don't know, two to three months probably to write 900 uh, pieces of copy or 900 meta descriptions. It will take their tool a day or two days, right? So there's a huge increase uh, inefficiency. Now, right now it's in beta uh, and it works, uh, or at least it, I believe it's going to work on an API or not an API, a credit-based system. Um, but I would encourage you that if you're running into blockers with implementation, or if you're looking for automation opportunities to get things done faster, look at RankSense. Uh, absolutely look at RankSense. Uh, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we jump into the episode, uh, of course, is uh, United Search. So again, we're pulling their website uh, up on the YouTube channel. I would encourage everybody to go there. Uh, I'm not going to do the the you know the huge read that we've been doing uh, because we're 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 running a little behind our normal our normal schedule. But check out United Search. They they are really all about making sure that there is a high degree of representation uh, with people uh, in underrepresented groups. Uh, so BIPOC, LBGTQIA+, women, uh, people that are over uh, the age of 55. Uh, if you're looking to uh, you know, speak in the industry, uh, this is a really, uh, a really good place for you to uh, get some, get some, some feedback, have some mentorship, and figure out how you can go about uh, launching your speaking career. Uh, especially if you're from an underrepresented group, this is, this is for you. So I would encourage, uh, I would encourage everybody just go check it out, uh, and that's check it out if you want to be a mentor, uh, and also if you want to be kind of a, a student speaker. Uh, if, if that's what you want to pursue, there's opportunities for both. So definitely go check it out. All right. That is enough of me talking. I've been running my, running my chops for about the last 20 minutes. Uh, so now we are going to get into the background portion. Uh, and uh, Morty, you are now... Uh, you're now on the hot seat. Are you, are you, are you ready? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm really new to this whole podcasting thing. So I'm not sure I'm able to handle this. So right, just you, give me a moment to collect about, myself. We'll only run about 18 <laughs> podcasts. All right. So <laughs> tell us, 
tell us your story. Where, who are you? Oh, where, where did you come from? Where did I come from? The same place and, we all came from, buddy. Well, and how did, well, okay. Let's not go back that. Let's not go back to the moment of conception, but <laughs> <laughs> let's start with how, what did your career look like just before you got into, into SEO? I might've so, done some new things, so I might know a little. Oh boy. Okay. So I have to be accurate then. I can't make, make this up. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Um, I was working for, so I was, a, okay. Way, 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 way back. I worked for a property manager company in New York. I hated that. Although I, it was a good job and I, there were things I was good at it. And it, again, it was a good job. It just wasn't my, it wasn't my personality thing. I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I got married and my wife was still in nursing school. So I wasn't going to go back and get my master's because somebody had to work so we could eat. So I stayed in, at my property management job and lo and behold, just kept moving up the ladder. So, Hey, the money was good. I'll just stay until the crash in 20. Oh my gosh. 2008. Does that make sense? That, not, that was a long time ago already. And I lasted like two or three years after that, but that was like real burnout time. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. I, just, I need a break. We had twins. We were at this point. We were expecting twins. And I applied to do um, Teach for America, which is basically they'll throw you into a classroom somewhere to um, help underprivileged children. And they lo and behold, they threw me into Baltimore, which is where my wife is from. So that kind of works. We moved down to Baltimore. I taught for about two and a half, three years. And then we moved to Israel. And I started working for an educational software company. That kind of made sense because I was a teacher. And I was really good at writing. I was always been very, very good at writing. When like I was in grad school, and they would, you know, here you have to write a 50 page paper. People are like, oh, I'm like, yes, I love 50 page papers. It's the three page papers I have a hard time with. Um, and I started working doing um, creating curriculums and 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 teacher resources for this um, educational software company. But I ended up being one of the only um, native English speakers. And they were revamping their whole social media presence and their online presence and their website. And they came to me, hey, Morty, would you mind writing web content for us and social media content for us? I'm like, sure, I love writing, except I don't know like what to do with a web page. It's not exactly an essay. It's not exactly a teacher manual. So I started really getting into, I'm like very much into if I, if I have a new task at hand to like figure out like, hey, let me like dive into this, like full, like full throttle. And I stumbled upon SEO and I really took to it. I got really into it. Like, all right, so we can do this, we can do that. And it was like, it wasn't even the technical things. It was more like, okay, like page structure, all these kind of like the content side of SEO really spoke to me. And one thing led to another thing. And I ended up, um, I was like two years after this, maybe a year and a half even, I'm at Rank Ranger, which is an SEO software company doing content writing for them and doing content strategy and SEO content strategy. And one thing led to another. Oh, that's where I got it. Like, hey, you guys have massive amounts of data that I can play with. I also like doing studies and data and all that kind of stuff. Like there was like perfect. I was a kid in a candy store for a long time um, until lo and behold, they promoted me to be the CMO, which was, I don't know what they were thinking, but you know, God bless them. They gave me that role and it seemed to have worked out well. And that is my SEO career until um, seven months ago when I started at Wix. I was at Rank Ranger for about, I think about five years. And now I am the SEO liaison at Wix. That's my SEO career in a nutshell. So my wife was a teacher. We've talked about that. Um, I wouldn't say often, but we have, we have covered it, right? Uh, teaching is not an, not an easy, easy profession, uh, especially, especially today. Uh, there are, 
many, many stories that that I could tell about some of the some of her bad days as a teacher. Uh, and she loves it. God bless her. Uh, and God bless people like you that um, want to take on that responsibility because it's difficult. You work on the weekends, you work all the time, you put so much into your your kids. Uh, and there are just different challenges that go into uh, grade level, that go into curriculum, that go into the where you're actually teaching. My wife spent a lot of time in Columbus, Ohio, inner city, and now she's uh, at a suburb. And there are still problems. It's just the problems change uh, in terms of in terms of the nature of those problems. Um, yeah, so it's not an easy an easy gig uh by any stretch i don't know what was your your experience it was the most rewarding i still think of myself as a as an educator i just mm-hmm. now i educate about seo it's the most rewarding but the mo- hardest thing i've ever done in my entire life it's just, it's exhausting i don't think mm-hmm. i've ever felt so tired in my life after coming home and teaching and to be honest with you it wasn't the i mean they were like they were not the easiest group of kids um but that really wasn't the problem for me like i I got like I, I was we were cool. I was very cool with the kids. It's the the system was so screwed up. I've never seen anything like in my entire life. Mm-hmm. You're it's like literally you're like okay, it's like funny story. So I'm teaching in the inner city in inner city Baltimore, and I am literally the only Jew that my principal ever met in her entire life. And my last name is Oberstein, and she's in front of the whole school talking about Albert Einstein, except she didn't really know who he was. She's the principal of a school. And she's like, all right, how do I pronounce this? Well, the Jew that I know, his name is Oberstein. And this guy's name looks like that. There's an Ein in front of it. So it must be Einstein. She's talking about like, this is an educator. I guess I'm like, yeah, Albert Einstein one time said, are you freaking kidding me? It's crazy. Einstein. <laughs> Albert Einstein. But so I, when I was in grad school, there was actually a study that I, that I read that um, as part of like some class, I don't know what it was about, that talked about like the corruption in Baltimore City and how principals end up getting to be principals based upon like their networking and not about like the fact that they, they, they don't even know how to pronounce Albert Einstein. And I literally saw this in front of my eyes like on a daily basis. And like the ridiculous things you had, I was a teacher who'd be like, yeah, screw this. Like, I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. Cause like, what's the worst that happens? You like, you fire me? Like, oh, let's go back to my old career. Like, all right. And the ridiculous like hoops and nonsense that have nothing to do with helping these kids. We used to call it like weighing the pig before you feed it because all you would end up doing is testing kids. Mm-hmm. And you have to teach them about the main idea and the conclusion and of this and of that. I'm like, all right, like these kids, they you have to level with them and like talk to them like they're having issues. Like I remember asking at one point, like, raise your hand if you know someone who's been shot. This is fourth grade and every hand of the room goes up and you like mean to tell me like we need to focus on talking about the main idea and the plot line of a, of a story. Like that's really what's going to move the needle here. Yeah, that is, that is very similar to, um, to the experience of of my wife. Um, (laughs) Very, very, very similar. My wife is, you know, teachers, congregate together right so all, all of her friends also teacher not all but most of her friends also teachers and when you get teachers teachers in a room together just sit back because they 
like they're just going to talk about teaching and that's all they're going to that's all they're going to talk about and some of the stories that that come out from her other friends who also um have taught uh inner city and i'm not going to like i don't want to bag on inner city right it just it comes with its own with its own challenges uh but they're just it's just like that it's it's a lot of the bureaucracy uh and not getting down to the heart of like what's really going on in the lives of these children and and it's how does that impact their ability to to learn and progress in education and society right yep crazy basically it's unbelievable how um how did you get to to rank ranger and you know i would also ask we tend to focus on seos from the perspective of like you're either agency or you're or you're in-house and rarely do we get the opportunity to talk to somebody who's more uh, platform specific so how did you get to, to to rank ranger and what was that like representing a platform or running the strategy for a platform um, so that's a good question. Like, I, that's why I feel like like Dr. Pete and I are like kindred spirits. Cause like, we're just like these like, like isotopes that float around the SEO industry that have nothing to do with like the typical SEO paradigm. I saw a job listing. Honestly, I saw a job listing. They were looking for a content writer slash strategist. I sent over a sample and that was that. And if, you know, I put on my charm, of course, and that was it. Um, that literally, that was based. I just answered a job ad. That's how I got the rank ranger. And then how do you work your way up from content writer to CMO? Like, how does that even happen? That's, that sounds insane to me. (laughs) I I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, I mean, that's awesome. That's like, that's a, that's really good and and good for you. (laughs) But like, I don't even like, I've, I don't even, I can't even like imagine a place or a job where that's like even a feasible possibility for myself and certainly not for Jeff. (laughs) I'm going to be a CEO next week. Right. Of the New York um, Times. Yep. <laughs> I don't, first of all, Work, Work Ranger is a great company. I really enjoyed working there. It's a really tight knit group of people and they're really, really amazing. Um, how did that happen? I don't, like, I don't want to toot my own horn here. Like you put me in an awkward position. Um, I was just really good at what I did. I really, I really enjoy like the theory in general. Like I really enjoy like the theoretical abstract, um, creative conceptual side of things. And that just happened to be a good fit for what was, what we were trying to do at rank Rangers. For example, like one of the things that we were, we're, you know, we weren't SEMrush. We didn't have funding like that. In fact, the, the entire idea of rank Ranger was to keep it all under control so that we can do things like what took Moz six months to do, we did in six minutes. Like there were a lot of things like that. And they really wanted to keep control. The downside of that is you don't have any money. I don't mean any money. I gotta, you don't have that kind of injection of capital. Like let's say a SEMrush, well now they're going you know public, but like back in the day when they were you know raising money yeah. through investors or Moz, the same sort of thing. So one of the things we were really trying to do was organically build authority. And like that was just like the perfect, it was the per- first off, it was the perfect storm. It was the perfect time in SEO. There was just, you know, like when the, like when the SERP started to really morph and get dominated by SERP features and that, that was happening and rank brain just came out and you sort of had a shift in SEO towards like the things that I enjoyed doing anyway, the things that like spoke to me and you had this big data set of data. And the, the possibilities were really, were really endless. I remember I was like sitting down in a meeting, like, 
like, guys, why don't we just break up all of these all of these keywords? Let's take an enormous chunk of these keywords, break them up into verticals like health, finance, retail, and then track the algorithm and just compare compare dates. Like, what was volatility like on this date versus that day? What happened? Which niches were hit? Then I'm like, hey, why don't we just look at the page? Like, there's like so many things you can do here. And it was really just like the, the right place at the right time with the right people. I don't know how to explain it better than that. I know you're looking for something like more like concrete, but it, it really wasn't. Nobody likes to toot their toot their own horn. Like it, it's always uncomfortable when you're asked to say good yeah. things about yourself. <laughs> about yourself. I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And it was more like just, you know, how does that, how does one make that, make that climb? And I, and I remember we once asked, um, uh, Tim Wilson and Michael Helbling, who run the Digital Analytics Power Hour, uh, both uh, Tim is still at Search Discovery and Michael uh, has, has moved on, but they still run the podcast together. Like, how does your podcast become so successful? And they, God bless them, but they literally refused to give me an answer and just said, like, it's mostly by accident, like <laughs> mostly by accident, sheer happenstance. Um, so, I, and I'm not saying like yours was by accident, by by any stretch it was obviously by talent but just one of those funny funny things that successful people sometimes don't like to talk about their success <laughs> no i mean because you know like look like even if you are talented let's say and i, I will say like, you know i i think i'm generally a talented person otherwise there's like a lot of coincidences and i'm like really faking it really well for a long time at this point <laughs> <laughs> but but there's also a lot of circumstance that goes into it. Like if I wasn't, if it wasn't that right time in SEO, if it wasn't the right place, if I was like a really crappy company with a bunch of jerks, like that would not have happened. Or like, you know, I, I came in an undervalued role because like, hey, I was like, you know, I was new to a certain extent, or I was new to the country, which also actually played a role in the, in the whole thing. Like, you know, you're coming as an immigrant, which I know it's like funny, the thing like I'm an American as an immigrant, but it is. And, um, it it puts you in a position where like it's just like an unexpected place and maybe sometimes an undervalued place so there's a lot of like room to grow and that's just it just it just was what it was so you moved from rank ranger to to wix as the the seo liaison i don't know how is your you see what John Mueller uh, and uh, there are other liaisons like you've got Tim Sulo at Ahrefs and, you know, there are certainly others that I'm failing to, to remember off the top of my head right now. But like there is a lot of pressure that comes probably probably with that. Probably I, I would imagine that just given the, the, the reputation that, that Wix has had in the past, that there's a lot of like shit that comes with that like what is that what you know or, or not shit but but basically saying like no uh this is uh this is something that's just not true anymore you're thinking about it the wrong way or this was an old version like what is that you know what has that experience been like for you so there are definitely times where it's frustrating where you hear people say things that are just absolutely ridiculous like it doesn't make like one of my like my favorite thing is like oh you can't rank a Wix site like but there's 200 million users and like a lot of them have more than one site just like mathematically speaking do you think that's possible it it's it's and and that you know you have John Mueller mentioned 2017 like no there's no issue with Wix and Wix works fine for search and it doesn't matter how many times you know somebody will say something like that you just get these like you know, 
dim-witted sort of comments about it without any thought or just, you know, people crapping on you for no reason. That can be frustrating for sure. You know, I, it's like, but I, I take a step back. Like, it's not personal. No one's like, I don't think most people are doing it because they want to come at Wix or they want to come at me. I mean, if you do, I will fight you. Um, with you know, brass knuckle. I'm from Brooklyn, Queens. Like, let's go to the back of a you know a deli somewhere and have it out. But um, I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, but yeah, it it, it, it could be definitely tough. But when I came on to Wix, so I got on to Wix because there's a uh, a fellow named Natiyeli Melach who's he used to be the CEO of Israel's largest SEO agency, and the, Wix brought him in. We were tight when I was back. Rank Ranger. He's a great guy, like a really, really great guy. Really, like he's considered the top technical SEO in the country. And Wix brought him, somehow they recruited him. I'm like, wow, that's that caught my eye. That's really amazing. And then he recruited me. Through he, They had this role. I actually remember seeing this role like in a job ad at one point. Or what I think was his role. And they couldn't fill it. They couldn't find anybody for it. And not these like, hey, you know, they wanted someone from New York. So I was like, hey, I got the next best thing for you. He's a guy here in Israel, but he's from New York originally. And it's COVID anyway. No one's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, you know, brought me in, talked to me. I was surprised, to be honest with you. But there was very, first of the fact that they brought him in already told me like something changed. And like in my own perception, because I, hey, look, when, when Wix did that Super Bowl ad back in, was it 2014, 2015? I was right there with the SEO, SEO industry, you know, my righteous outrage. So when I started seeing what they were doing, like there's a story here. Like there was absolutely a story here and there's a lot I can work with. So let's do this. It was a chat. Like, I knew coming in, like this was definitely going to be a challenge, but there was so much upside to it. How could you not do it? Like, how could I not take it? There's such an opportunity here to like, create like a real shift with like, so it, it's almost like a gift. Mm-hmm. Like I put it in a place where God bless, like I have an opportunity to make like a seismic shift in the perception of like a, a major element within the SEO industry. Yeah. That's it's a crazy. Great, it's a, it's okay. seems like a really cool role and it's very different from your traditional, like SEO person, very different. Uh, yeah. But, really, really kind of a a unique opportunity. And I think Wix is, you know, it's the same idea as like, not the same idea, but closing up with Shopify and and things. Mm -hmm. And and any of those platforms, I think, get the same treatment from the SEO industry, right? It's just like, hey, I can't update every single piece of this software, so it must be terrible because (laughs) I can't go in there and, 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 you know, change the way I'm doing my database calls. So right, and right, it's right. not meant for that. If that's what you're doing, then there, you know, there's Magento or there's WordPress or there's another Correct. service out there. So this is not meant for you. So it's again, but for anyone that I worked on like freelance side that wanted to build a website and it's like, I'm not going to build them anything custom because I like, I, one, it's like, I don't have time to build anything custom, but I don't want to train and support. So it's like, here's a Wix site. Let's, let's not get, let's get it up there and teach them the interface of it. And then, you know, they, they can go out and do their own things. And, and at that point, they're not necessarily worried about SEO yet. But but when they do, I know it's like all these companies are now in good hands. I used to work for a big platform. Uh, called, it was a company called GSI Commerce, and we had a huge e-commerce platform. Though it wasn't like 
B2C or where like you know, consumers can use it themselves. We were B2B. Um, it was all the same issues. Like I couldn't get things done on that platform that I wanted to. And I worked for the company. So like <laughs> half the time was me like begging engineers to implement canonical tags or like, hey, you know, it would be cool, a sitemap and like get those type of things. And and we we got things going, which was great. But it's 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 great to have people on the inside like that know their stuff and are really planning to grow it. Um, and is it going to be perfect? Probably not at first, you know, maybe not ever, but if there, you know, you know, there's going to be movements that are, are making it. And is it going to be detrimental? Probably not either. Right. It's like one of those where, um, yeah, that we have in there. So I, I think like you're, you're in, I think you're, you can build like your own little community of people who work for like SaaS platforms, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and like SEOs inside of, of those type of things. I think there's a bunch more that are growing there. And let me tell you about these other so-called really SEO friendly platforms, right? Those platforms keep me having a job because right. like they are like your, your demand where your Salesforce, any other freaking uh, Magento, like we just did a, we just did a review internally here of all of the different SEO features uh, that come out of the box with those platforms. And let me tell you, it is not impressive right and every freaking replatform or migration project i work on you damn well better believe i've got to like work with the developers to freaking customize things because the platform is total garbage right so if wix or another platform makes it easier for somebody who doesn't know how to code to set up a website and if it has even a bare minimum of seo function as long as it's not making your site completely unindexable like that's a win that's a win, right? It's it's better than uh, many so-called enterprise platforms that exist out there. So, but all right. Yeah, like yeah. that's really the whole, like, like I don't know if you saw it's John Mueller, there's a whole conversation. Somebody wanted to do a, um, a test with the Wix versus a WordPress site. And John jumped in and said, hey, you should like actually like, you know, put the full effort into the site. And that sort of like went down the rabbit hole of John saying, yeah, you know, look, like the, the CMS is like they take care of a lot of the technical side of SEO and they do it pretty well these days. And so if you're if you just want to, you know, and it's true by when he said and like seeing a lot of sites like this is what I do. He said like, the real issue is the content that business really don't know what to do with the content. I see this all the time. Hire yourself some content writers or maybe get a, you know, a consultant or a strat, whatever it is, and create that content and go with it and run. And, you know, like to your point before about the customization, I had somebody tell me, oh, you're not really customizable unless you uh, unless you can access the servers. Like, do you really want to lock yourself out of your site? Like, all right, hey, go ahead. Um, but it, like people don't really it's, it's like almost like a psychological thing. You don't be Freud to figure yeah. it out. Like, oh, I can't fully customize the issue. I can't do something. Well, then it must be bad. Yeah, but like there's a ton that you can do. Like you want to edit your, uh, you know, your headers in, at scale. Like Wix totally, like if you wanted to, if you like you were talking about RankSense before and like RankSense, I'm not like trying to say Wix competes with RankSense at all, but like in a similar vein, if you wanted to theoretically say, you know what, like I don't like really want to write meta descriptions. I have my product descriptions. So, hey, Wix, can I just pull in all of my product descriptions and make them my meta? Yeah, like one click, you can do that. You want to edit your robot.txt file? Yes, I mean, that's actually, yeah, it's totally possible. Like there's like, you want to add schema? Go ahead, add schema. We create, and also like, people don't realize like, it's not a bad thing that the platform sometimes does something for you. Like it could yep. actually save you time when like, um, when the Google updated um, the currency um, per, um, requirements for, for, the, for events. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right. So you had to, if you had to pay an event, you had to add the currency property. So that was already in or out of the box market. Like Wix users literally had to do absolutely freaking nothing. It was there. Now, like if you yeah. want to add like specific properties and it's not in or out of the box markup, you have to use a dev tool that we have to override it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. I get that. I mean, it's possible to do. And that's something we, by the way, that's like something like we get, like, I think the, like the CMSs in general, I mean, I can speak for Wix and I think like you see Shopify brought in Kevin Indig, they have Cammy Jenkins. Like, I think they, they get it also. Like we need to make the platform work for SEO. So like, we'll try to do things out of the box for our users. And then we'll try to give you the customization that you want. Like, yeah, so if you don't want to have, if you're an SEO, doesn't want to have to use a dev tool to override the out of the box markup. So that's something we're working on. Like we get it. And I don't think we'll ever be perfect, but I don't think like that's like a, like no one's perfect. I think it makes like perfect is a moving target. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like the story like that that sold me on, like they are very serious about like fixing and improving and evolving and blah, 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 blah. That sold me when I first before when I came on, and it's never gonna. And is it for every site? No, is WordPress for every site? Is Magento like? Would you put it like a, you know, an entrepreneur wants to create a website? I'm not talking about it, like a, a nice size website. Would you give them Magento to work with? Yeah. No. So like you know different yeah. you know different strokes for different folks. Yeah. So we're we're almost burying the the lead here. So I was gonna say uh, we've already moved on. So yeah, <laughs> right. No. Um, so we definitely want to talk about Wix SEO strategy, capabilities, myths. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question to ask. Uh, I, it would be a, a real miss on our part if we didn't ask about your eighteen different podcasts. <laughs> uh, so uh, as a podcast, uh, our last episode, uh, which is yet to be released at this point, uh, we talked about the art of podcasting, what all goes into it. Uh, so I would ask, uh, a little bit about that, uh, you know, with you, I don't think we have to go down the entire rabbit hole, but you run, uh, SEO rant, you run behind SEOs and you're a contributor for edge of the web, uh, radio, which is a pretty, uh, has a pretty huge, uh, a huge audience at this point. Um, so how did the, the, you know how did those come about what's it like to to be responsible for pr- producing that much digital context that's a lot um it pays to have a big mouth <laughs> I mean, just yeah you know, let's be honest that's the gift of gab <laughs> right <laughs> um it started at rank ranger so we had the the in search seo podcast mm-hmm. we were trying to i first of i just like, like i'm a teacher right i like talking it's even the teachers, we do like to hear ourselves talk. We're talking all day long. Mm-hmm. And then we, when you start talking, we tell you to shut up, right? So <laughs> um, we wanted, I want, I like podcasting. I thought it was a really nice medium. There wasn't a lot, you know, you had Edge of the Web where they were there. And, you know, Moz had their podcast that was sort of fizzling out. Um, Semrush had their podcast going on. And that, the truth is not I'm, not, I'm not talking about the podcast that I just mentioned. But I found a lot of the podcasts at the time in SEO like very like monotone. You're listening to, let's talk about your backlinks. I'm like, this is completely boring. Why don't we try to do this? At the same time, it's really good for networking. Like nothing is better for networking than podcasting. That It's the ultimate cheat code. Like I don't give a shit about it. We said that last week. Like sure, would I love to have like millions of listeners, which is that's never going to happen. But would I like to have like a lot of listeners? Yes. But the cheat code, the thing that like most people wouldn't probably think is this is a hell of a way to meet people. Yes. Yeah. That you wouldn't it's otherwise get the chance to meet. And then yeah. those relationships just grow and grow and grow. So that was 
the Rank Ranger podcast, the In Search SEO podcasting was that was great. That totally took off. That was wonderful. But then I went to Wix, and I wanted to keep doing a podcast that wasn't you know on the agenda at, at Wix, which was you know makes total sense. Um, but I really liked podcasting, and I wanted to keep doing it, not just for like I don't, I really don't care about the listens at all. And if you're a potential guest on my show, please ignore that I just said that. Um, obviously, I want to get you in front of as many ears as possible. That said, it's really for me. It's about having. Co- I I was doing a webinar for Wix, like an internal webinar with our our users on ecom SEO, and someone asked a question. I'm like, oh wait, you know what? I have an answer for that, and not because like that's my area of expertise. Because I did a podcast interview, and someone talked about this, and like, and they gave a great answer. So I'm going to give you their answer. I learned a freaking ton from listening to people talk about SEO. A ton. So it's it's just I I wanted to keep learning. I wanted to keep talking to people and meeting new people. Like I have a thing on my on the on the SEO rant. I purposely try to stay away from big names. Not because I don't like the big names, and a lot of them are my friends. And not that I haven't had any on. I, you know, they pop in here and there. But I want, I really want to give people a chance to grow. But also, I just want to meet new people and hear new perspectives and new and new things. So mm-hmm. that's the SEO rant. Behind the SEOs came about while I was actually still at Rank Ranger. Yosef Silver said, "Hey, Morty, I was on your show. I love talking with you. Let's do a podcast." So all right, let's do a monthly yeah. podcast. So that's how that started. Then um, Edge of the Web, I was a guest on their show a while back, and I, I met them at um, SMX West last year. Holy crap, it's a year ago already. And they were splitting up their news podcast, and I always got along really well with Aaron. And he said, hey, would you want to maybe do the news together every week? You're really into that. You like that kind of stuff. And it'd be nice to have some personality on the show because his personality is so dry and boring. Aaron, oh, my gosh, terrible. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Or maybe I'm not. Um, and he's definitely has the radio voice going on. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Big voice. Yes. Deep, the deep voice thing is epic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Daniel, who is, uh, was our last guest, Daniel Chung, his voice for radio. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Our voices, not so mm. much. High tenor <laughs> is not a high tenor, uh, which I, I would, I wouldn't say I'm a high tenor, but I'm a tenor, right? If I was in choir, I, I'm a tenor does not work for radio you need a little baritone uh jeff's probably closer to that than i am but hello there it is yeah (laughs) cool yeah no that's uh running a podcast has been really a rewarding experience but it is certainly a labor of love and uh uh, you you know you're operating on a budget of zero and it requires like if you want to get it right not sound completely amateurish you've got to buy the right equipment you've got to think about show format there's just so much that goes into it. It's like a, it's like an iceberg and what the public sees is the tip of the iceberg. And there's so much going on below the surface to make a podcast come alive uh, that I would say like, sure, do it. There's plenty of room for more. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, do it. Uh, The the barrier to entry has never been lower. Uh, The technology, like anybody can figure it out. Uh, But just know it's a lot of work. It's a labor of love. It's a budget, a budget of zero and the audience and the listeners like that may take a while to build. Uh, and you just have to have patience and tenacity for sure. It really is. Like you have to really be dedicated to it. Like I really love podcasting. So I'll be up 11 o'clock at night or I'll like start my day at eight o'clock in the morning, like work on the podcast. And yeah, you're paying for things like I'm paying for, I'm paying for a SoundCloud to host a podcast. I'm paying Mm -hmm. for a headliner to make video. You really have to like be dedicated to do it. 
But like once you are, it's great. Mm-hmm. We enjoy ours, uh, and I think we're going to continue. Um, so let's move into the second portion of our episode. So the Wix uh, SEO portion, and we do a bad job of like promoting how the the episode structures uh, going to go at the <laughs> beginning of the episode. So like yes. Well, uh, we're going to talk a lot about Wix, uh, Wix SEO. We've already covered a little bit of it. Uh, and I'm going to let Jeff uh, jump in because I do too yeah. much talking. I want to hear Jeff talk <laughs> a little more. No, so we've, we've actually been covering a bunch of this, but I figure let's rewind it a little bit and go through it. So um, coming from an outsider, looking at Wix and, and you know, I've, I'm not going to say I've never built a site in it. I have, but I've never like maintained a site in it, right? I, I, Put any tool in front of me, I'm going to dig around it. And I've, you know, tried Wix, I've tried Squarespace, I've tried Shopify. I've, if you give me a free trial, I'm free trialing it. Um, and and I've been through, but it it was a while ago. And and I think with all the the SEO competitions Wix had, which we'll get into eventually, I know sure that, that, pre, that predated you, so I don't blame going around anywhere in here. Um, but it's one of those where, uh, like. You think of a tool like that and you think it's kind of stiff and you can't do a lot of things with it, right? So uh, what are some of the, let's scratch that all out, right? And let's just go into like, what are some of the great things that Wix can do? Because going through the site, I would say if you would have asked me before um, this conversation, if Wix could do certain things, I would probably say no. And now I'm going, without even looking on the site, now looking on the site, I'm like, Oh wow! I didn't know I can like put my own <laughs> schema inside of Wix. You know, it's like so things. Just reading the site's changing my mind, and and I like I said, I haven't used it in a couple of years. So I wanted to kind of go through and see like what are some of the the cool things that that we can like shut some of these SEOs up that say Wix stinks, and yeah. let's go through and show them some of the tools that we have because going through your list, I, I feel there's there's a bunch of good ones that that people might not know about. So yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that's been done in the last year and a half. And the, the the thing is that people, like you're saying, haven't touched Wix since you know Wix yep. was Flash ten years ago, and that perception sort of lingered on. So I don't know where to start. Let's start. I don't know. Like I'll redirects. So um, so one okay. So the cool thing about Wix philosophically is that you wanna like we have two audiences, and it's not just like I know people think of Wix as a, you know SMBs or maybe do it yourself. It's not that there are there are larger sites and agencies. We have a whole marketplace of agencies. Look, we have a freaking dev tool. Let's start with the dev tool. We have a dev tool. It used to be called Corvid, which was the worst freaking name possible, obviously. <laughs> There's a hilarious, I'll try to find it for you guys. I'll send it to you. It's a hilarious video of them renaming the, the product. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. So it's now called Velo for obvious reasons. That's going to be our, that's going to be our next pandemic name, by the way. Right, yeah, yeah. Someone said that. Like, all right, rest of it is called Velo. Velo, Velo 19. <laughs> um, and it's a full stack dev tool. So let's say, for example, you wanted to, and there are a lot of SEO implications, like direct SEO implications. Like you can use that to override, let's say the out of the box market we create, as I mentioned before. But let's say theoretically you wanted to, I don't know, it's it's um, it's Thanksgiving. And you wanna, you have in all of your title tags for all of your products, you have Black Friday sale. Or even on the page itself, you have Black Friday sale. And you wanted to create like simple JavaScript code. You wanted to pull in from a database, dynamically change all of the content on December 1st to say um, Christmas sale. So you can do that through our dev tool. There's a ton you can you can build, you know, you can basically build apps through the, through the dev tool. Um, yes. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot, even that like, I'm not, a, I, am, I, I am not proficient enough to actually use the dev tool to do something like that. 
mm-hmm. but because I'm not a developer, but there are developers who are using Wix to do this kind of thing. And that's just like a, like a blow your mind kind of moment. Like Wix has developers and they're using a dev tool, like a full stack dev tool. Okay. But on the SEO side, um, we try to, because we have multiple audiences, so we'll try to do things to protect and to give freedom. So redirects is a really good case. So you can, it's really easy to do redirects. You can even on bulk redirect if it follows the same path. And then we'll tell you if there are any errors. And then we'll tell you if there are any redirect loops. And then you can bulk upload up to 500 um, redirects at a time through a CSV. We have a template you can use, makes it really simple. And then we do the same thing. We'll tell you again if there are errors or if there are, if there are redirect loops. Um, I'm trying to like, run through the basics, edit robot.cxt, like full capabilities, but you also have like, if you screw it up, we have like an easy like reset the default button. That's good. Yeah. Um, you don't again, want to screw like, that up. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to screw that up. Um, schema. You can add schema to all of your static pages. You can currently add one markup per static page, but we're working on adding right. It's currently in, in development right now is one of the things we're working on is being able to add more than one markup to, to your static pages for your dynamic pages, let's say um, bookings, products, um, events, that kind of thing. So we create out of the box markup, but again, you can override that with the dev tool, but we're working on making that easier to do out of the, the editor itself. Um, um, I'm, 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 I'm site maps, we can talk about site maps really quickly. So we, so you can edit your sitemap with Wix, but what we do is we, we create sitemaps per page type. So your blog, your products, each get a different sitemap. We create a separate sitemap once you hit 10,000 URLs. We are currently rolling out, like literally as we speak, you can't, we don't, we won't include things that you know follow or, um, I don't know, follow no index or, or, or um, URLs that are behind a gate, that sort of things. We're currently working on adding images and then video after that, and then a multilingual sitemap. So we're making the sitemap really smart for you. That's great. Um, I'm trying to like think, you know, there's automatic page caching through the CDN. See, I see you can look at your log files, which is something I never thought you would be able to do. That's coming. That was amazing. It showed up on my my dashboard one day, and there's this whole log file analysis. It's coming out soon. I I love like things about dev. Cause like they'll say like all right next week and then like it's two or three weeks later yeah <laughs> but it's like it's like right there we just oh hey we just released um google my business we have an inter- we have an official integration with google you can import your um you can import your listings or create a new listing and then manage it out right out of wix like the you can you can reply to reviews you can't answer the q a or create google posts yet but those are things that we're obviously looking at doing um where else? I mean, like, there's like, what, what I, mean, are I SEO patterns? An hour. Okay, so patterns are really cool. That's what I mentioned before. So that's like basically being able to, to bulk edit your, um, your tags. So anything from like an OG tag, theoretically to a canonical tag, which I'm trying to find a use case for that. But um, let's say like title tags. So again, like if you, if you have, let's say uh, an event, you have a paid event, you wanted to add the price of the event to your title tag. So you just like slide in the variable that says price. Yeah. And then if you change the price on the page, so obviously we'll dynamically change the, the title tag for you. So, so, you don't so a good anything. use case for, the, for that is if you've got, um, you know, I work with a, with a client that has a lot of locations uh, and they want to, we, their titles and meta, it's not currently unique. 
so that's a good way to create unique value if you've got, for example, like a, a lot of like physical locations yes. uh, where you need to, to have unique values. Yep. Uh, and that's a, a problem that the, the dynamic, I call it concatenation schema, but it's, you know, dynamic variables that you pull in from yeah. the database. Yeah. That's one of the variables is location, right? So you can add a custom variable if you wanted to, but like just, yeah, this, this one is just like, that, I don't know if that'll work dynamically from the page if you change the content, but theoretically here, if you change the location, you add in the variable that we have there for you. So then the title tag is updated also. There's just a, there's a ton of stuff in there. Like people don't realize like what's actually in there that you, you can mess around with and that you could do. It's like, I, it's almost, I'm almost at a loss for words. It's like, the perception of what people think it is versus like what it actually is is like two completely different things. Yeah. Um, like you can turn your blogs into AMP, just like you just slide the the toggle over and all your blog posts are AMP. That's yeah, so that seems awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys prepare for like future state things that are going to be important, like core web web vitals? Yep. Like, oh, good question. Yeah. Um. So let's say it could be anything from core web vinyl. So let's say web stories is something that we've had conversations about. I'm not saying we do anything with web stories, but so one is uh, there's there's two things. One is we'll look at trends, what's what's going on, what's changing, what's evolving, and there's a whole team of SEOs. There's the technical SEO team. There's our there's our own growth team. There our own SEO team working on the Wix. So like there's various groups of SEOs at Wix, and all of us kind of get together and talk about this. We also do research. Like we just finished um, two or three months ago. Our product team spoke with, I don't know, 20, 30 SEOs about their workflows, about what's important to them, what they want to see. And that'll be the basis for what's going on for the next couple of quarters. Or we'll do something like our SEO board, total plug for that. So we're yeah. bringing in um, Cindy Crum, Michelle Robbins, Arija Bouali, Simon Cox, Andrew Optimizey and Nick Leroy um, to be an SEO advisory board. So for the next six months, they're going to work hand in hand with the product team and offer their insights. Like currently, as we're recording this podcast, they're working on auditing a bunch of Wix sites and building their own Wix site. They'll send us their feedback. We'll have our first meeting, go over their feedback and then, you know, sort of take it from there. So we try to do as much research and get as much outside feedback. We have outside SEO consultants who I don't know if I can name or not name, so I won't name them um advising us so we can stay up to date on this kind of thing and that's sort of and then you know it gets prioritized or something like core web vitals that's a different kind of beast altogether mm -hmm. because performance okay so i i know i don't want to get crap on seos at all but performance fundamentally speaking is a conversion rate optimization issue like that really speaks to you don't want yeah. people bouncing and not buying from you so, but that does mean that it touches on a whole slew of teams at Wix. It also means when you have something like Core Web Vinyls coming up, and because there's already an SEO focus at Wix, clearly there's an SEO focus at Wix, it becomes like a top-down thing. Like it, it literally is talked about by the CEO, like Core Web Vinyls talked about by your CEO. It does get really like you're not trying to move, you know, like a, like a five-person company. So it does get really like robust in how you have to figure out and plan this. Like for example, they they just finished working on an update to reduce um, the our and we use an internal metric, but it's like the equivalent of TTI by fifty percent um, on desktop and 
40% on mobile. I hope I have those numbers correct, but around there. Um, or 40, I think it's 41% is the exact number. Don't 41% on desktop and mobile. It created a huge boost on desktop mobile functions just differently. So like now they'll now they'll fully implement that and now we'll we'll work and look, okay, so now where do we stand? And we'll 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 test out, okay, what's let's test this out and let's see what happens if we try to fix this. If that seems to work, let's create a roadmap to fix that and see how that impacts core web vitals. So it's a whole huge process. I'm currently working on trying to get some of the details out so I can share them with the community. I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty close to having a good sense of what all the various teams are doing. So I can say, okay, like this is what we're working on. And let me share that with you what's going on. But I can say that like it's a, it's an enormous, like something like Core Web Vitals, it's just like, an, and performance in general because it hits on so many things. Yep. It's an enormous focus which is kind of no. cool and kind of frightening at the same time. <laughs> no, I agree. And, and it's, it's funny because I, tr it's one of the things I'm trying to push at, at my work is that this is not an SEO play. Like, yes, Google said it's going to make it a ranking factor, which now SEO parked SEO's ears, <laughs> but it, it is totally like an engagement or user experience play where it's like, we want people to have a great experience when they come to our site that benefits SEO, but it also benefits everything else because we have a faster site, you know, it's yep. reduces server back, like, uh, you know, the, the, the work the server has to do, it, we, you know, makes our customers happy. They engage more, they, they convert more. It's, this is way more than just an SEO play. And, and I'm not even, I'm on what they call the growth team. So right. my goal is to grow our readers and like, it's not even a growth play. Like it's, but I'm like the SEO that's pushing it cause I'm technical and I'm an SEO. <laughs> so I'm trying to say is like, this is more of like, I don't want when the algorithm hits for my site to go negative. So it's one of those where it's like, I'm not even looking at growth. I'm looking at it as we have to maintain. And, and this is one of the ways we have to do it, but it's getting all the cooks in the kitchen is the hard part. But, but yeah. Let me tell you something about speed that pisses me off. Like I've been, I've been, and I don't want to go down at this, maybe this SEO rant right here. Uh, freaking speed. Nobody wants a slower website, but every site that I work on without fail, with the exception of maybe one that I can think of in my career, handles speed, not just poorly, but about as poorly as you, as you can. And these are like major, major enterprises in a lot of cases. Uh, and I don't understand fundamentally, everybody agrees that you want a fast website, right? We all know it's a complex problem. I fundamentally cannot understand, and it, and it usually is the SEO pushing, pushing this initiative, why there is such a resistance within large organizations or even small ones uh, to improving, <laughs> improving website speed. And it drives me <laughs> literally up a wall. Why does yeah. it take core web vitals to come along for everybody to agree? Let's improve speed. When we know there are so many stats out there that prove out the value of pages that load faster, bring in more money, conversions, give more people jobs. Like I, I it's been one of the things where I've been beating my head against the wall for probably going on 10 years at this point where I just yeah. really don't, I'm, I'm failing to understand and it drives me crazy. Try to be in the accessibility world. I don't think they, 
Right. It's another one where it's yeah. like we, we we were talking about it at work. Now we, you know, we have this whole initiative for diversity and, and stuff internally, and we're like, our site's not even fully accessible yet. <laughs> so um, it's some of the things like if you want to talk about inclusion. We like this is part of that that we have to do. So we've really mm-hmm. been talking about that internally too. Where it's something it's got what got me into SEO. I was a, an accessibility <laughs> advocate building very accessible sites for pharmaceutical companies, and they didn't want to pay. And the SEO team's like, well, everything you're doing works great for SEO. So come over to SEO. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of how I got into SEO. It's true. It's the same. It's the same. I was talking to someone on my, on my SEO rant podcast, Jess James. So she was um, talking about um, accessibility. I'm like, you know, I should really check out my, my site to make sure it's accessible. I had no idea that like, there was even like SEO, like accessibility settings in Wix. I'm like, all right, let me run an audit. And I'm like, sure enough, like, Stupid things like the contrast of like certain buttons on yep. my site were just totally not readable if you had a visit any you know, visual impairment. No, it's funny. I, I got a laser um, engraving thing and they give you these green glasses and everything looks like one color when you put them on. And, and I sat there in front of the computer working on it because I was sitting there saying like, okay, if I had this, there's a type of impairment that's like, you know, a certain type of color blindness and you could not like all the reds turn black and you know anything it was green got blended in and, and blues were a different color and i was like yeah this is what it seems like and, and this isn't even someone who's totally visually impaired right and it's like you couldn't tell the difference between a link and just an underlined text with it so so but yeah i'm with you on the speed thing i'm not really sure where that comes from i have heard like you know i have worked with sites where like you get a little bit of pushback because it means they have to change their functionality and i feel like sometimes they get worried about Will I convert as well if I have to like maybe remove this gallery or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that I, I kind of understand that fear, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with core web vitals and those kind of sites. But I hear your point. I'm with you. Yeah. Mostly it's because what my experience is, it's because usually they've got a development plan, a roadmap, and in a lot of cases, the things that these sites are doing are so fundamentally flawed, whether they, it's usually JavaScript, CSS images. Those are the top three culprits ultimately causing the problems in mostly JavaScript. And it's usually like just the way they built their system. And it's so fundamentally flawed that to fix it would require a huge overhaul. And most people just like, eh, we'll fix it someday. Someday. It's always someday. On a redesign. Never never today. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so any closing thoughts on Wix before we move into our Twitter questions of the week? Ooh. No, I mean, look, you know, give it a, give it a run. Let me know what, like le- legitimately, let me know what worked. Cause by the way, like letting me know what worked is also helpful to know. So we can do more of that. Um, and let me know what you would like to see different because we're very much open, obviously open to the feedback. I will, I've literally taken things that have absolutely nothing to do with SEO to the team and said, Hey, like, Who's in charge of this? Can we fix that? And people, you know, Wix to their credit is really open about that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, they they literally hired somebody just to be a liaison to yeah. a very niche community <laughs> community of people, right? So that's I no, mean, it's a very like, large community. Don't make it sound so niche. Yeah, you I mean, like up. SEO in in comparison to like broader like runners. You're right. It's a large <laughs> community. <laughs> Thank got, you. Appreciate it. Got to keep Morty. Yeah, gotta feed the kids. 
Exactly. All right. So let's move on to Twitter questions of the week. And Jeff, do you want to hold up for listeners uh, what they will potentially win? Because it's pretty awesome. Sure. So you have your choice. Um, one, you can go with the, the old school T-shirt. I'll hold Ooh. me up to be able to show that, you know. <laughs> then we, I have uh, with my laser engraver, I have wood coasters that are those are kind awesome, of by the way. And I have slate coasters, which um, are made on slate. So, and, and Jeff, one of the things that I've found a little odd for us is that we never like actually give our guests any merch, <laughs> any merch, yeah. but we, we give our listeners merch. So maybe we should start like maybe handing out merch to guests too, but it, we're on a, but we're also on a budget of zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. We'll, we're, we'll figure out a way to hook people up with merch. Yeah. But yeah the slate coasters are, uh, are, they're pretty awesome, and uh, Jeff gets to make stuff with lasers, which makes him uh, a very happy Damn man. Cooler. He's a man of many hobbies, and one of those hobbies is lasers. Yeah. I, I could make 3D printed logos, too. That'd, That'd be, be awesome. Fun. Yes, that would be awesome. All right, so we've, coasters are more useful. We've got, they are more useful. We've got four uh, really, really great questions. So again, we thank, uh, thank you. Uh, usually we don't leave our, our listeners a ton of time. It's usually like eight hours, 10 hours to submit questions. Sometimes it's maybe a day lead time. Um, but our listeners always uh, seem to come through with some really insightful questions. So at the end of this, Morty is going to pick uh, the winner, who, whoever asked the best question, and we will give you your choice of which page two podcast merchandise you would like us to send you. All right. So the first question comes from, uh, and I'm forgive the pronunciation, Orit Mutsnik uh, at Orit, O-R-I-T-C-S-I-M-U on Twitter. Uh, yes, I'd like to ask, uh, she said merch. I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm totally butchering this because I think this was an intentional. <laughs> I am not merch. This was, an inten- this was an intentional mistype in her tweet. So yes, I'd like to ask merch dot, dot, dot. I mean, Morty, how does his day-to-day look like, or what does his day-to-day look like? And how does he combine internal and external Wix advocacy work? My day? It's like endless. It's a, it's. It's a lot of work because like I do a lot of things on the side also. It's not like, like, you know, I'm not like Wix is not like on me like, not like that at all. It's really busy. I have a lot going on. It's hard to balance everything. And then I have the family. Um, internal. What was the second part of the question? I have totally yeah. botched that. So how do you combine or, or I'll probably just rephrase it. What is the percentage of time you spend on internal versus external Wix oh, advocacy? Okay. Um, depends what's going on. Sometimes it could be very heavy, um, internally advocating for what's going on or advocating for a change. Because you have to remember, like people don't necessarily know about SEO. So you're trying to tell them what's going on and what's happening and trying to show them why it's important. Then you're trying to convince them why they need to, to, to change. And it's usually more, it's not just, I am the SEO advocate, whatever. There's a lot of people with me doing the same thing. So we have, you know, it's really, it's not, it's, it's a, it's a really healthy and generally productive conversation of just trying to educate people what's going on and people trying to balance out their, their time. Um, externally, that can also get really heavy. So it really, again, they get ebbs and flows sometime, you know, lately it's been a lot going on. So sometimes it's both at one time, which makes my life really fun. 
but I enjoy it. Like I actually, I really do enjoy the whole thing. So it's a labor of love. Yeah. Good question. So, so there's never a week where it's just 50, 50. No, I don't like, it's not really like that. It really, there's always like, there's always a lot going on. I don't know how to like percentile percentage it, whatever you want. (laughs) Divvy it up. That's the word I'm looking for. I don't know how to divvy it up. It's all one thing. I was, I was once at a Neil Young concert. Somebody yells out, all your songs sound the same. And Neil Young goes, it's all one song. (laughs) There you go. That's a great analogy. (laughs) Yep. So second question comes from uh, our first guest of the season, which was Mr. Jarris Mitchell at an internet robot on Twitter. What would your entrance music be if you were in, and he's using a Southern accent here, or a wrestler, which to everybody else means a wrestler, like WWE? Um, okay, I can go cliche. I can say immigrant song, Zeppelin. And which wrestler was that? Oh, I have to pick a wrestler. Oh no, I I, I was I was thinking. Oh, I see. I took it. What would my song be? All right, yeah. Narcissist. So Um, so 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 I I don't know. You're from New York, so like you're you're usually wrestlers are walking in to fight about something. So you're walking in to to fight somebody or about something. What would that? What would your like your theme music be? Oh, if I'm from New York, so obviously New York state of mind that gets me pumped up. If I want to fight somebody, I just turn on Billy Joel. Yes, Billy Joel is the first person I think Let's, about when it, when it comes to when I'm ready to fight somebody. Yep. After <laughs> right. that, Bob Dylan. Um, right. If you're asking me which wrestler, dude, I like what was Hulk Hogan's theme music? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know the name, but it was something like I like Real American, like I am a real American. <laughs> so obviously, I know the song. I don't know what the name is, but yeah, yeah, either that, or whatever Ultimate Warrior was juicing on. Ultimate Warrior, good wrestler. Oh, that's a bad analogy. I didn't mean it like that. He was juicing on a lot of stuff. He was juicing on something. Yeah. It, and and from what I understand, there was not just one Ultimate Warrior. As many people. Over There's time. two. Yeah. There's two. But then he went yeah. back to the original one, I think. Yeah. All right. So we could do an entire episode also on 1980s <laughs> wrestling, but we won't do it. Uh, the third question comes from probably one of the, the best names I've ever seen from a question submitter, uh, Jet Lear Azari. Uh, at Jetlier Izari on Twitter, how to do or how do you do link building for boring topics? Do you do um, a lot of a lot of link building dude, yourself? I hate link building. Okay. So, oh, I'm the worst person to ask about this. <laughs> I don't. First of all, I'm not a spammy kind of person, so I don't do anything black hat, and I don't like doing link outreach. Like I don't, I'm not a very salesy kind of person. Yeah. Like it's not my thing. Uh, first off, okay, I'll give you an answer. All right, it's a good question. Is there an answer? There is no boring topic. Somebody, first off, if it's boring, then why are you writing about it? Exactly. <laughs> right? It's interesting to somebody, so just find that group of <laughs> yo-yos that's really interesting to them, whatever. Like, I, okay, like if you, I remember asking Garrett French about this on a podcast I once did. So like, let's say you're a gas station, you have a website. Like, what are you going to write about and get links from? It's like, yeah, oh, there's tons of things. Like, the average, you know, Time it you know takes to get to work in the morning for your local station, the average gas price over the past month, whatever it is. Plenty of things. Get creative. Yeah. Get creative. Get creative. Uh, and our last question comes from Theodore Bigby at Theodore Bigby uh, on Twitter. Who had the idea of forming the Wix advisory board? And was it difficult to get it going internally and externally with the possibility people might reject you for fear of being flamed? That's an excellent question. Um, that's a very good question. Wow. Um, 
ironically, that was a very much mutual idea. They, I had, I came with a plan when I came in and it was on there and they had a plan and it was also on there. It was called different thing, but it was very much like the same idea. So that was literally like, Hey, it's on your plan. It's on, it's on my plan. That should be the first thing we do. Um, was it hard? No. Um, it's pretty painless. I'm very charismatic. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I had true, honestly, I had true criteria for the board. It was a very simple rubric. You had to be really intelligent and a really great SEO and you couldn't be a jackass. And, and how do you, I guess, necessarily know other than people's public facing reputations, whether or not they're intelligent and or a jackass, because they're, there are some people that have really sound reputations in the industry that in practice aren't very, aren't very actually good. And Jeff and I've talked about a lot, not a lot, but some of those, some of those people. And then there are some people that like have a good reputation that may be like slime balls behind the scenes. Right. So how do you know? One of your prior guests are we talking about? Uh, Actually, no, no, those particular (laughs) guests, which will stay just between me and Jeff are not allowed on the show. (laughs) Not allowed on the show. Um, no, there's so a, there's a black I, book. <laughs> I knew everybody. I had a personal experience with everybody before I invited them onto the board. So it wasn't like I, I knew you from Twitter. Let's let's pay you to come onto the board and promote you and have you impact our product. It was like, all right, like I had to sort of have some sort of relationship with you. Yeah. And I'm not knocking the list. The list was uh, uh, actually uh, a lot of great people. Many of them have actually been guests on this uh, on this show. So maybe you just selected. Uh, and we do tons guests. of that. I, that okay. So now you show. found me out. <laughs> I try to have this like whole like real answer. But the answer is I just listen to the podcast. I'm like, hey, there you go. That was right. a good interview. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. So four questions. Uh, we've got Orit for the internal and external percentage of, of Wix advocacy work. We've got Jerris with wrestling. Uh, we've got Jet Lear with link building and Theodore with the Wix advisory board. So who's the winner? Who had the best question? Who I got, I got one winner. Just one. Yes. Oh man. There can only be one. There can only. Ooh, I like Highlander. Good reference. Um, <laughs> good reference. Okay. So okay, let's like do this like quickly. Not the, re- not the wrestling question. Um, it's either the board or Orit's question. Da, 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 uh, let's go with Orit. All right, Orit, All right. you are the winner. Uh, and we're going to reach out to you. You're going to get your choice of uh, a T-shirt uh, or one of these amazing laser lasered uh, coasters. So we will be reaching out very soon to send it your way. Uh, everybody else, thank you so much for submitting questions. Keep submitting them. Uh, we, we do allow multiple time winners. There have been people that have won more than once. Uh, and we like, uh, we like sending out the, the merch. And uh, if you're a winner, definitely take a picture of yourself with your merch once you get it. Uh, we'd love to see the pictures as well. Uh, all right. Jeff, you want to take us to the end of the episode? Sure. So we ask all our guests this one final question. What word of advice would you give a person just getting into SEO? Um, Buy links. All right. No, I'm just joking. What what word of good advice would you give? (laughs) Oh, good advice. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Keep keep up with the the news. Like I plug to Barry Schwartz, read SEO Roundtable every day. 
just so you can see how the things are evolving. And you'll look back in two or three years, like, wow, I really learned a lot of how things have progressed just by keeping up with the news. And you'll learn if there was a, a ranking update today or not. That's right. Will it impact your life in some? No, but. <laughs> That's that's one. Uh, that's uh, probably the the one post that Barry probably has like perpetually on yeah. auto draft. There's, is, no, was there's there. no news. There must have been he an just shifts around the various tools to make it look different. First is Moz this time, then it's Rank. Yeah. Then it's Semrush first. <laughs> oh man, like that guy does so. He does so much to keep up with the the community, but. God, God bless him. Like that's got to like take up. I don't, I don't know. Like that's got to take up so much freaking time to stay. On I top. asked him one time, like Barry, when do you sleep? Because I, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. Yep. That's about it. We got to have Barry on some, sometime. That'd be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Cause like he's become like the de facto kind of like the Walter Cronkite, I would say of the, <laughs> of the SEO industry with respect Perfect. to like how he produces news. And he's a very trusted source. He's got all the connections, the plugins, the, you know, he's on the inside. So not on the inside, uh, not like Danny Sullivan, you know, going from search engine land to literally being at Google, but he's got, uh, a lot of great connections and, uh, God bless him. That dude too, produces a ton of content. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Morty, where can people find you? Um, on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter. In case on you haven't Twitter. noticed, yeah, Twitter. Twitter uh, plug your plug your podcast as, as well. Uh, oh, sure. So it's my yeah. handle's at Morty Oberstein. It's my name with the at sign in front of it. Really easy to figure that out if you know how to spell Morty and Oberstein. That's not as easy. Um, but you can check out the SEO rants, the SEO rant .com or at SEO rant on Twitter, behind the SEOs.com, at behind SEOs, and the edge of the web. If you don't know where that is, so I can't help you. There we go. Uh, well, Morty, thank you so much for uh, for coming on. It was yes, another. Thank you. Uh, it was another great uh, great episode. I'm very excited. This was really the first time where we've delved into a platform like Wix. So very excited to to release this episode. Uh, and even though you're a Steelers fan, uh, it was awesome to uh, to to have you on. And for those of you watching, I'm you should be impressed with me. My head is literally sweating right now because I've left <laughs> this on the entire time, and I've left it on pretty much out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i was i was gonna say mad respect to the browns you guys have really turned the corner but now i'm not gonna no, say any of that don't so. do it, it, it <laughs> you, know. you wouldn't be being truthful see you in september yeah see you in september and everybody else uh we will see you next week when this episode launches have a great week thank you so much for listening to the page two podcast if you'd like to find out more about the show or listen to new episodes, visit us at page2podcast.fm. That's page, the number two, podcast.fm. Our episodes are also available on a number of other platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Breaker, Deezer, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, you can also listen and watch our show on our YouTube channel or follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. If you'd like to get in touch with us, contact us at thepage2podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy optimizing.